know you all want to know what other autistic people do for work, right? Right. That's what we're here for. Cool. I'm glad I'm in the right place. <laughs> You're listening to Autism on Shift. Uh, stick around. We've got a guest coming up that is going to thrill and excite you. Today we are talking to Carly. Carly is a wine tasting consultant. Dang it. <laughs> um, wait a minute. Wine tasting associate. Close enough. All right. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> nice to meet you, Carly. Hi. Thanks for being here. Of course. Thank you for having me. Hey, what did what did you call it again? The the bar. It was a, my official title pre-pandemic was tasting bar associate. And I'm going back to my job in a couple weeks, but the tasting bar is still closed because of, you know, like sure. wanting to slow the spread of COVID. And, well, and we're, kind of, we're waiting for herd immunity to kick in and all that jazz. There you go. But sure. And you're not I, supposed I, to lick b- countertops. And it sounds uh, like tasting bar. I mean, is, that's what you <laughs> yeah, do. Is that <laughs> tasting. Uh, but basically, it's wine tasting. But once I come back, I'm going to be working in the gift shop, like just helping people buy bottles of wine, putting together wine packs or all that fun stuff. Oh, so I'm cool. not I'm 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 really hoping that the tasting bar opens up so I can like do wine tastings again. That was that's like really fun. Yeah, I bet. it sounds fun. Tell us what it that's is like. How do you is it is it something that you had to learn or are you just like um, on the job type of deal? It, I, I learned it on the job. I, I still remember like my first day there. Um, basically it's a job that I kind of like uh, had to, I kind of got it by accident, I guess. Cause uh, here's, here's the story before this, I was working at a grocery store and it was just the worst environment. It <laughs> oh, made, no. it was, it was toxic, abusive. My, I was depressed and they treated me like garbage. So, like, shortly after my 25th birthday, I just, I quit. I know that wasn't very professional of me, but I was like, you know what? I, I was, like, looking for another job behind the scenes. I got something at Spirit Halloween to hold me over. Nice. And then I just walked in one morning and was like, I'm, I found another job and I'm, I'm leaving. And after that, I, I drove to a nearby park and threw my name tag into the lake like <laughs> old Rose at the end of Titanic. Nice. And I'm, damn, that felt good. But anyway, I got the job at Spirit. I have Spirit. been there, by the way. I have oh, been yeah. very, we, we've both oh, yeah. been there where we're like, get out of here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. It's very yes. freeing. I feel that. But anyway, after that, I got a job at Spirit Halloween because it was like, September, so they were starting to ramp up a bit. Sure. And I needed additional income, of course. So I got this job at a winery nearby, and it was, and I, I just absolutely loved it. I, I, I still remember my first day. And it's not often that you, like, I know you're not supposed to drink on the job, but like the first day that it actually made me taste some wines. <laughs> and I'm a total lightweight, so I like needed to sit down for a bit. How funny. And also at the time I'd, I'd had a phrenectomy at my dentist and I was like still like healing up. So I'm like, maybe I shouldn't drink, but they're like, come on, try this uh, Chardonnay <laughs> or this Moscato. And we also have beers on tap. Would you like to try this uh, IPA? And I'm like, yeah, it's like normally that would get you fired from work, but I'm right. like. Yeah, but that day you're like, is it liquor before beer or beer before? Yeah, know, right? <laughs> but yeah, it's some, that was basically how I got the job. And I really didn't have to go to any special schools for it. It's just, it's kind of something I, I just 
picked naturally. It was like it, it was something I became interested in after, you know, turning 21. And <laughs> I, I was like, I remember my 21st birthday, we tried beers and I was like, yeah, no, I'm not into this. But wine was a little more what I was into. Awesome. And um, I'm, I'm still not I'm not like one of those people that has a super refined palate. Like I could like there are people in wine tasting and I'm really embarrassed to admit this because I, I work in that job. But people that are like this. Cabernet Sauvignon has hints of plums or cherries or figs. And I'm like, my, my palate's not that refined. Yeah. It's just, it, 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 it still kind of tastes like almost the same to me. Like I can pick on like, I don't know. A little bit. But, uh, now let me do in, in that job, if you're doing it for a long time, does, you know, does it take the longer you go, the better your palate is? Yeah, it, it's sort of improved. Like, it got a little better over time. So that's uh, kind of neat, right? I mean, yeah. it's like, I can see, like, you know, if you're in the same job 10 years later, then you're like, then you, you're you you're the one yeah. who's like, oh, taste of yeah. plum and cherries. And I, 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 I sort of just, like, copy off of, like, more experienced people in the tasting bar. And um, I, I, like, basic, and I remember, like, uh, when I started, my boss basically told me all the stories behind the wines and, like, some of them are in Italian and like what their English translations are and uh, and not just Italian, but my favorite wine at that winery is a German wine and it's it's pronounced Gewürztraminer and people are really impressed that I know how to pronounce that. Nice. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, it's like, I, I guess I am the resident wine expert of my family now because nice. I'm the only one who knows how to pronounce the names. <laughs> awesome. What is your favorite wine? Your favorite like type oh, of wine? Like I, I just, in general, I just like prefer dry whites. Okay. Or And sometimes maybe a dry rosé. Reds are fine, but they're a bit too strong for my taste. Okay. Yeah, I well, am. Yeah. So were, I'm, huh? uh, I, uh, my favorite is a, is a good Pinot Noir. Yes. Oh, that's my mom's favorite. Yeah. I think I like I, cabs. I, yeah, cab is going to be my next favorite. Yeah. Okay. We haven't had but, wine in a long right. time, no. have we? No. Right, no. Thor, Thor, Thor went keto, and so uh, if we drink, it's going to be if we either I, have I like the white, claw the white or claws or vodka, depending. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. But I miss All wine. Right. I actually, now that we're talking yeah. about, it, I'm like, I want some wine now. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so you said that you learned on the job, which is super yeah. cool. I would love yeah. to learn. I would love to drink on the job while I'm yeah. learning stuff. Like, yeah, those are my two I, I was things, like drinking and learning. After that one day, I was like, I, I don't know if I can I can do this anymore because I need like, like I said, I'm a total lightweight and I need like some time to recover from that. But uh, hey, I'm it, curious. I'm curious uh, if you think your autism helped you with like learning all of the stuff memorizing all this stuff mm. like i'm like when you said they were teaching you all about those wines are you, yeah. are you a fast learner oh i am a really fast learner and i i guess it also just came with like repetition because i i guess it, i basically have a script basically like uh can i would you like to try some wines and uh i had to memorize like what a good order for was like going from white to red or dry to sweet and like sort of ordering what wines to go from like if you pick this wine you should try this first or last and uh just and when they're trying their wines i'm like telling them a little bit about it like this is a blend of of uh cabernet sauvignon and our sangiovese and uh just telling them a little bit about 
the wines while they're enjoying it. And if you like this, I also recommend this. Or this wine pairs very well with red meat or pasta with red sauce, like that sort of thing. Yeah. And, awesome. I mean, it's it's sort of me learning and just learning by repetition and learning by observation. Okay. But uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. I, we had a friend who did uh, like kind of scotch distribution, and I remember he came over. Oh, he with did, these he little, did wines as well. He did wines as uh-huh. well. Yeah. Okay. So, he came, we actually, he, he lived in Flagstaff at the time and we went to his uh, apartment and he had these little test tubes with all, all the scotches and, you know, and it was, it, I, I found it really interesting, you know, like you, where there's like an order for your yeah. palate to go in and I, right. th- it was completely foreign to me. And so even like when you saying that, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. I wonder how that, you know, like how you... Like, I don't know, I don't know enough about it to, like, right. how you even figure that out, you know? Because yeah, it's like if you try, like, a certain thing before or after a certain thing, it totally affects the taste. Because, like, you don't want to try, like, a peach wine and then go to, like, a Noiré or a Petit Syrah. Because it, it, it's basically, like, drinking orange juice after brushing your teeth. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, right. that's what I like in it, too. I like those. So you learn real quick what doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's like there is a there is a science to it. That's awesome. This wine is awful. Uh, actually, it's a three hundred dollar no, wine, and you started with uh, no dog it's food not... first. That's the problem. <laughs> right. It's it's not a bad wine. It's just you didn't have the right thing with it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, tell us about what is hard at work and and how mm. um, and how autism really um, gives you a hard time honest, at work. It does for all of us sometimes. Honest to goodness, the hardest thing is like the is like the sensory input. I mean, I can deal with it to an extent, and it hasn't really been a huge issue for me. But sometimes it gets really crowded. Um, thankfully, it's never like understaffed at the winery, so there are always like other associates that can help me out with it. So I'm not like bouncing from customer to customer at the wine bar. So uh, I'm not, I'm never alone, but sometimes like the music can get a little overwhelming, all the chitter chatter. And um, I, I mean, thankfully, I've never had to cut somebody off from getting too drunk. That doesn't happen. That's good. So oh, I don't. Good. Yeah, I, I think there was only, I think in the entire time I was there, I've only seen one person get kind of tipsy, but that was at a party. W- was that you? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. But yeah, the, uh, about to add on to that, like, in addition to the wine bar, sometimes I would, like, serve wine at private events, like bridal showers or baby showers or corporate parties. And I, thankfully, I've never had to deal with somebody getting super wasted. It, it's just, uh, I, I, I guess it's it's not like bartending where you have to be like, okay, you've had enough to drink. Can I call you a cab or yeah. something? <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, I'm I'm thankful I've never had to deal with that, but like the sensory overload sometimes can be a bit much because there'll be like lots of talking at once. And I, I'm somebody that like I'm not really bothered by loudnesses of certain noises, but more like complexity. Like if there's a lot of noise going on at once, I get a bit overwhelmed and I need to like step out and take five or ten minutes to just regain my composure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, I think we we all yeah. understand that in this yeah. household. You'll know it real quick because uh, <laughs> one of us will usually uh, kind of burst out and say, "All right, everyone, be quiet." <laughs> oh yeah, it's um that that's that's easily the biggest challenge. But they're they're very understanding over there. That's good. 
That's yeah, awesome. Um, yeah. Do they they know you have autism? Uh, they yeah, I've told them they can, and even then they can kind of tell that I'm a little bit on the eccentric side. <laughs> yeah, but um, they're but they're they're nice about it. They're not like bullies or anything. Like people were at other jobs, like at, at like at the grocery store I worked at before. They were very like like I said, it was really toxic and abusive, but. They also kind of infantilized me a lot there. Like, they spoke to me in the dreaded baby voice. Uh. Ugh. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm 25. You can talk to me like I'm an adult. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, no, I'm 26. But, uh, but yeah, I don't deal with any of that, like, infantilization or abusive behavior at the winery. They're all very supportive. That's awesome. That's great. That's yeah. super helpful. It's a blessing. Yes. Right on. I have seen the gamut, everything from oh, yeah. intensely toxic um, and directly targeted at me. <laughs> oh yeah, to uh, my current job where um, everybody's super. Oh yeah, accepting. That's great. And, yeah, so I, I can see the difference for sure. I can feel the difference too because when I was at the at the grocery store, I was like, I was in like a soul sucking depression, and I was just I was miserable. Like I didn't even want to eat. When I was at the grocery store, but now that I'm like at this restaurant and I like, I've had a few other jobs here and there, like the spirit and that it was all, they're all just wonderful, supportive environments. And that that's like really the most important thing to me. Yeah. I'm glad. Do they do anything yeah. very specific that you can point out that they do to support you? Um, nothing really specific. I guess just like the, if I need like some time to cool off, they give it to me. Right on. And, uh, it, it, it's nothing like super specific. It's just, I'm, I'm being understanding, just being yeah, decent that, people. Really all I need is just understanding. Yeah. That's awesome. Very cool. Right. Yeah. Do you remember what your interview was like? You said you remember your first oh. day. I, uh, was that <laughs> my interview, interview <laughs> my interview, uh, all I really remember was I was at the time I was like bouncing from interview to interview so i was just like a bit tired from driving all day I'll, i remember like my boss was like can i get you a glass of water because there's also a restaurant at that winery then he comes out with like this big huge glass of water and uh that that's really it i guess and it was it was like your typical run-of-the-mill interview I, and that that whole day was kind of a blur all i remember was the big tall glass of water <laughs> nice it must have been extremely refreshing for you to remember it so oh clearly. oh yeah and it was and it was like the middle of september still like the summer and it was like it was hotter than blazes and i was in like business casual attire <laughs> i was about ready to like drop <laughs> nice i mean yeah. no not nice not to rub no nice, but yeah, I, I see nice. what you mean i see what you mean <laughs> Water, nice. Dropping, not so nice. No. <laughs> so the million dollar question. If you could do anything that you wanted to do, hmm. what would be like the dream job for you? Oh, man. I, I see. I don't know anymore. But I, I know like what I want to do is just is write about what I want to write about. Um, see, uh, all before all of this, I actually graduated from uh, Slippery Rock University, which for anyone listening, that is a real school that exists on planet Earth. <laughs> if you're wondering where it is, it's a, an hour due north of Pittsburgh. But um, yeah, people, Slippery Rock is a silly name. Anybody not from Pittsburgh is like, where on earth is that? <laughs> but yeah, I, I graduated from Slippery Rock with a Bachelor of Arts in Communication 
And I originally thought like, oh, I'm going to do PR or marketing or something like that. And I'm just like, I grew really jaded with that. Um, like not to get really political or anything, but like seeing like how the last four years waging war against journalists and all that, I, I just grew really jaded and I'm like, my dream job sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. I, oh no. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't want to, uh, I don't want no. everybody to hate me if that ends up being no, my job. No. <laughs> and then public relations is like, basically like if your CEO gets busted with, in a like a prostitution ring and you're doing damage control and I, I just, I cannot imagine, like, doing that on behalf of a company, like, or, or, like, basically, if, like, somebody high up in your company gets canceled for, like, using racist language, like, this is, our company stands for, like, these values, I, I can't lie on behalf of a company, you know, and that's, yeah. sometimes, that's, that feels like what PR is, sometimes, not all of the time. But I, I just, I could never do crisis communications or just like, I, I mean, with my degree, I really enjoyed like telling stories and I, like I took some classes in like PR writing and stuff like that. I love that. Like okay. I love the writing part and just telling stories and just being creative, but just that actual industry just didn't really jive with my values. Yeah. I so I'm I'm that. kind of at the ground up and I realized like during the pandemic like writing is really sacred to me like it's not something that I just want to like suck the joy out of like I don't want to like write clickbait articles like like oh my god you won't believe what Marjorie Taylor Greene said or oh my gosh Billie Eilish was at Starbucks in LA ordering a cold brew like I I'm not about that I'm not about like flashy clickbait I'm yeah. I want to write about what I want to write about you know yeah absolutely yeah it's uh like I said it's very sacred to me and I don't want to ruin it if I'm gonna write I'll like write something like maybe like an ebook on Amazon or something but. No, I, I feel like I, I don't feel like anyone would really care what I have to write about. Cause well, you might be surprised. I mean, I have yeah. a couple of friends who've written books. You know, oh, yeah? they're selling them on, on yeah. Amazon. And I mean, uh, my thing is more creative nonfiction. Like, I, I I can't write sexy vampire books. It's just <laughs> I don't have it in me. Creative nonfiction is a bit more my thing. But uh, I, you know, we'll uh, see. You know, it doesn't always have to be uh, the most popular thing you write about yeah i think you, the best writing is going to be what fits you the the most anyway it's like the stuff right. that, like you're saying if it's, if it's something you want to write right. about it's going to come out in your writing and then yeah. people will like that you know you're not going to have everybody like everything no. you write but it's like the people who do are going to it's going to be authentic because that's right. what you wanted yeah like I can't do what's popular. I never, yeah. I, I've never been able to do what's popular. Well, and I don't think, I mean, I know for our sake, we like stuff that's out there and different and like, you know, it, there's a, there's a whole nother, you know, different population that's just, just because it's on mainstream doesn't mean that actually represents everybody, mm -hmm. you know, that's like, yeah, it might be 60% right. of the people, but there's 40% of the people that are like different you know oh, are, yeah. are annoyed at the mainstream and they're like ah yeah. oh, shut up and if you are then mm -hmm. you know there's other people like the i mean you're not alone you know yeah. right right 
You know, right. what's interesting is in, in, all, in the interviews that we've done, we're finding a lot of people who are self-employed for, for almost exactly those reasons. Yeah. Right. Like, like they can't align I, with the values of a certain company or, oh, or absolutely. most companies. Like I had a major revelation during this pandemic and I'm like, you know what? I feel like self-employment might be my only option. Like, and it's not necessarily because I want to be self-employed, but because I have to be self-employed because nobody is going to understand my needs or my strengths or my weaknesses like me. No boss is ever really going to understand that. I mean, even if they are like the best boss in the world, like there are some things that only I really get, you know? Absolutely. Uh, And and a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, literally start doing their own thing because mm-hmm. whatever product or whatever they're they're doing wasn't done correctly so they're like you know they're at a job and you know they're like i could do this better you know and then they go out on their own and do it better because they're like they know they can and they yeah. believe in something and yeah they start- i'm the same way yeah that's how uh, patagonia started he, oh, yeah? he was like a, the yeah, the CEO, he's like a climber of some kind. Oh, yeah? And he realized that he was, there was a, a piece of equipment he wanted. Oh, right. And that it just didn't exist. So mm. he started like, making so it himself yeah. in it. his backyard, right? Yeah. 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 That's cool. So I think it's, now, because you kept on mentioning, you know, during the pandemic, obviously you're, you're home right now because yeah. uh, not being able to, um, has writing been something that's gotten you through the pandemic? Like, I mean... Yes, yes, yes. I've been, I've actually been journaling for the last few years. And I, I credit journaling with like helping me get through this global pandemic. Just like the, the grief of losing my job. And I haven't seen my best friend since February. And I miss her so much. And um, she's, a, she's a law student. And she's been, God bless her, she's been doing all her classes online. But uh, it's a, uh, I haven't seen her since before this started and I've just been really lonely and I've been like in my apartment for basically the whole year except to go to work or get stuff at the store or whatever else. And I mean, I've, I've seen my family through it, but that my, my parents and brother only live like 10 minutes away. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, the, like I credit writing with keeping me sane. It's, it's it's kept my kept my brain sharp and it's i've been it's been it's helped with my emotional intelligence as well yeah i mean it's clearly you're passionate about it so i think that's, that's oh yeah yeah like i'm a i'm i honestly i think i'm a better I'm, I'm better at written communication than i am at spoken communication oh yes i absolutely am <laughs> you give yeah me, you get me like, in the um, moment of something and yeah. i will kind of fumble my way through it. Oh yeah. But if I have a if I have a, a gap, a, a small time frame to just formulate what's going on and then I can put it down in words, way more eloquent. Oh yeah. It like reminds me, like there's this there was this sound on TikTok and it's like like the first part is Eminem rapping at like a mile a minute in the song Godzilla. And then it cuts to this like little boy who's like, have you ever, um, uh, have you, do you, do you like uh, that? That's basically like how I am with written communication versus spoken communication. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's like, I, I, I promised myself I wasn't going to get TikTok, and I did. And now I'm at the end stages of my, obsession with it <laughs> i've become one of those people but it's also tiktok's also been a pretty positive outlet for me as well like i've been making videos about uh 
Well, like I said earlier with the album reviews. Oh, right, um, yeah. Yeah, that, and it's more just like, my my bio says neurodivergent pop culture queen. Nice. But that, it's like a random hodgepodge of things, but that's also an outlet for me. Like, I, I, I was sort of into, like, video editing in high school. Like, I took TV okay. productions as an elective, and... I, like I, when I was younger, I wanted to be a filmmaker. But yeah, that's funny. I was just going to ask you if you did something like that because you could always write. Like I was just, you know, if you're doing some of that, you can write your own movies or something. Oh like yeah, that. like, like some... I actually, I wanted to be a screenwriter. Like if money was no object, I probably would have been a screenwriter. And um, like I, before this pandemic started, I actually wrote a one woman play, um, it, but I never put it on because of lack of. Uh, insufficient funds and of course uh COVID-19 ravaged the earth but um it's I guess it's still like burning a hole in my files somewhere nice the play Uh, but uh, I look forward to that one then I do too I hope you make it someday not coming soon to a theater new year (laughs) (laughs) I know and like movies music just like creative stuff like that and i think my parents sort of like fostered that interest in me as um, like like my dad is a massive film buff and uh like both my parents like absolutely love music they have like they have it on like all the time when i'm over there i mean it's great but it's also kind of been to my detriment because it's kind of held me back from getting a real job because <laughs> it's like I, I feel like I'm only wired to do certain things and I can't really fit in in corporate America you know it's, it's, it's like it's quite the dilemma I mean it's like it's it hard and it's interesting talking to you to hear about um, because you know like having autism and, and, and seeing like the statistics about people who have degrees in like oh yeah know, and don't like have jobs I've, because I saw something like it was like 85 percent. Sorry to interrupt, but no, go ahead. But yeah, it's like 85 percent of like autistic adults are unemployed or underemployed. And I'm just like, that's unacceptable to me. Absolutely. But I mean, it's it's good to talk to you because I mean, as much as it pains me to see you being in that difficult place of like, it it pains me. I bet that's exactly what I'm saying. It's like, you're having a hard time. It's like, I'm not sure where I fit in. And it's it's a difficult thing yeah, to figure I've, out. I've never really fit in anywhere, like never at school. Because, I mean, I've made this observation before, but it feels like the workforce is a lot like high school, only like 10 times worse. Because high really school, good... it's like you got to fit in, like have to like you got to be just like everybody else or you're like a total outcast. College was excellent. I loved college because I was just able to be who I was and I just yep. felt accepted by everybody. I mean, I was... I mean, I was in a business fraternity in college, and they still accepted me as I was. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah, but now I'm in. I'm out of college, and I'm. I can't fit in anymore. Uh, the workforce is like ten times worse than high school, and it's all about conformity. And I just, I can't really conform, no matter <laughs> how hard I try. I hear that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Adam is a chameleon. He can. He can fit in anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like the guy everybody loves. Yeah, everybody loves Adam. Everywhere we go. Oh, hey, bud, how's it going? Oh, man, I haven't mean, seen you in a while. Woo, you know, <laughs> I can try, but it's not an impression that lasts. <laughs> oh, I'm the same way. I, I mean, yeah. I think Thor feels exactly like yeah, you do. If it, 
I try to mask, and particularly at work. Oh, I yeah, usually masking. don't mask not at work because it's just too exhausting and it's not oh, worth yeah. my time. And I'm sorry, but if you don't accept me for who I am, I don't really want you in my life. So that's kind of, you know, right. where I'm at. But Take at work, at work, you kind of have to. Oh, and yeah. It's exhausting. It's like there's a lot at stake. Like if you don't, like if you don't blend in, then you could lose your job. Like I had, like actually, I, I sort of didn't talk about this, but like right after college, I got my first big girl job. It was at a corporate travel agency, and um, it was basically like a call center slash cubicle farm. I lasted about five weeks. Oh. I aced all of the tests, like the like the knowledge tests, but I, I could not make phone calls. I just melted down. I couldn't handle all of like the phones ringing and the, the lights and all of that crap. And then like week five, they called me in and they were like, you can't conduct yourself in an office environment, so we have to let you go. Yeah, I, I was know. absolutely devastated at the time, but looking back, I sort of dodged a bullet yeah. because, you know, the pandemic basically torpedoed the travel industry. Yeah. And I would have lost that job anyway, so. Well, and it's a good lesson to learn and kind of helps you figure out where you, you know, what, what you're good at or what you're not good at. One of right. my... What, you know, right. hold on. Can I? I want to interrupt yeah. for a second because this is perfect. We spoke about this probably fifteen minutes ago. Um, that oh, yeah? when we were talking about wines, you learn what works by learning what doesn't work and 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 writing yeah. it off. That's right. Good I did. Uh, callback. Yeah. Thanks. Like I, I mean, I, I, I mean, when I got fired from that, I was absolutely devastated. But that, but it only took like all of this time for me to realize. You know what? Maybe that wasn't the right fit for me. And it like, I mean, it sounds cliche, but I guess everything happens for a reason. I absolutely believe it does. I shouldn't feel too torn up about losing that job because that entire industry went to pieces. No, exactly. Well, and and like I said uh, before the, before we were recording, you know, it's like, I I think life literally will uh, tell you where to go and we just have to we just kind of have to follow it you know we have to learn to listen right. that's the hardest part yeah that's right absolutely yeah, yeah. life's a really right. good <laughs> go with the flow <laughs> yeah well right. I um, oh. I want to thank you very much for being oh. here with us today Carly well thank yeah, you for thank having you for me your time it was awesome oh, meeting of course. you it was nice meeting you too thanks a lot for joining us today everybody thanks for listening we love having you uh, listen, we'd actually like to chat with you, uh, talk about your job. Um, Have you on the show? Yeah, please. So go to our website, carveresumes.com, click the contact link, and fill it out. Just say, hey, I want to be a guest. We do not care what your job is. It doesn't have to be fancy. It can be anything. We would just like to speak to you, and uh, we need guests, and you're cool. Join yeah. us. <laughs>